Yay, we are back. Ula and I took a week off and it feels like we took forever off, but we are here and so ready to dive into our episode today. Ula, did you know that dying can be deadly? Did I say that right? (laughs) (laughs) You did say that correctly. And yes, I did know that dying can be very deadly. Why is that? (laughs) How is dying deadly if when we die, we are dead? (laughs) Except that we're not dead. How's that for a paradox? (laughs) (laughs) Well, when we say that dying can be deadly, we don't mean that you're, you know, dying or death in your traditional meaning or what people believe that it is, it is that you are giving away your energy to somebody else or you're trying to tune into other people's energy for approval or, you know, convince them like you just because you're either too lazy or don't know how to turn into, tune into your own fantastic source energies. Mm, okay, so dying in the traditional sense is when we leave our physical body. But as we all know, we continue to thrive and be the infinite selves that we are. But this dying that you're talking about, Ula, think about this as a daily experience that some of you might be involved in, okay? Because this isn't like a one big moment thing. This is Mm -hmm. something that even just this morning, honey, I was having a conversation with a friend and she was, she said to me, okay, she had no idea about our podcast today, what the topic was going to be. And she said to me, why do I take on other people's energies? I don't know what it is, but like, I, I just, I feel bad for people. And then I feel like I need to get involved. And all of this is depleting her of her own energy and her own ability to tap into her gut instinct, her own wisdom, and it distracts her to then focus on other. So this is something that we do all the time. Okay, if we're not aware of it. And those of us that have been on this journey of self awareness for a while, we are quicker to be able to notice when we're doing it, when we might feel exhausted, but we haven't done anything. And maybe we just had a really long conversation with a friend that was just emotional vomiting all over us. So these are moments that we're going to be focusing on today is how do you tap into when? you are giving away your energy in exchange for taking on someone else's, which is like starving yourself of your own energy, which then leads you to die while you're still living. Yes. And we have become, and I say we, because I sometimes still do this, even though I know a lot better, we have become um, quite the actors of like energy actors, Mm. we are so accustomed and so it's, it's a really learned behavior that we are supposed to be pleasing other people around us. Mm -hmm. And in um, turn, we try to tune our own energies into those other people's energies. So, we, even without thinking, and I, I keep saying this, 
on pretty much every single episode that people are lazy on their thinking. They are not thinking purposely. They are not deliberate thinkers. Mm -hmm. So we just look at somebody, mostly these people that are around us on a daily basis, they're complete strangers, right? So they don't really know you. Your family members do know you, but still there's like, they don't really know, know what's going on inside you unless you tell them. And so we start acting out with these energies, um, not physical acting, but it's like an energetic acting. And we take on other people's energies so that we get their approval or it pleases the other people. And we completely forget that you can live your life like that because it just depletes your energy and you feel exhausted all the time. And you just start to feel more and more insecure and worthless. Mm-hmm. And then after decade of decade of decade of this, this is where you then feel unclear of mm-hmm. who you are. You feel unsure of what your purpose is. You are easily swayed from one direction to the next of believing that you need to be um, acting or doing or being a certain way in order to be an acceptable human being. And this often shows up um, if you, if you want to know a good marker, it's what we've labeled. And I don't know why it was labeled this way, but the midlife crisis is an existential crisis. And an existential crisis is in the most simplest terms, a a moment where you are in conflict with life. Okay. And this this can happen when there's a, there's a physical death, right? There's somebody that that you love that transitions. It can happen when maybe you lose your home. Uh, Maybe you have, you lost your job or have gone, you know, been laid off several times. You get to this point where you then start wondering what's the purpose of life? Who am I? I remember having that who am I moment, honey. Oh my God, in my, this is my late 30s, bawling on the couch, like literally sobbing, sobbing. Oh my God, so painfully wondering, who am I? How did I become who I am right now? And that questioning is a good sign that you've over invested in taking on other people's energies and have lost touch with your own energy source. And that is where you feel lost and unclear and confused as to how to navigate a life that is of your own choosing. Mm -hmm. And because we learn from such early age that we have to be, you know, good citizens of our community and we have to be good members of our family and the extended family and the community we are going to school or where we work. and Yet we are not taught how to tune into our own energy first so that when we go out there, we're not picking up on everybody else's energies. We keep picking up on other people's energy because that's that becomes your normal and that's what you think that is normal. And when you are not truly tuned into who you are and what, is your inner source energy, your, your, your God energy, you will pick up on the loudest energy out there. And it's Mm. not very pretty. No, honey, especially when you got lots of loud energies around you. (laughs) 
<laughs> and very loud, buzzy energy. So, but one thing, honey, let's do this to make it a lot more um, uh, tangible for people. Okay. Cause I, I have a feeling that we've got some listeners who might be like, okay, but what do you mean energy? Like, what does this energy feel like? How do I know when it's my energy versus somebody else's energy? Right. So, your energy is when we, Will and I are talking about that. It's everything that is representative of you, right? It's 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 your your life force, mm-hmm. and your life force then gets interpreted through emotion, through thoughts and behaviors. Okay, so if you think about it right now, if you were to see me, um, oh, that's so funny. Siri wants to be part of this conversation. She got very excited. So Siri is an energy source, right? For your computer. So she's, she's got antenna out. And I think this is actually the perfect metaphor. Your energy, if you see that almost like an antenna that's, that is picking up, right? Radio waves all over the place. Okay. That, that is the, a good parallel equivalent to what your energy is, your own life force. But you are you are a source as well of communication to that antenna, and that tends to be turned down the most because the minute you step outside into the real world, you've got the energy of a friend that's super buzzy. You've got the energy of another friend that might be depressed. You've got the energy of a friend that might have gotten in a big fight with their boyfriend, and now they're really angry and they want to vent. You've got all these different energies. Plus, remember, there's energies that are maybe even less noticeable because they're collective. Your antenna is defaulting to some energy that keeps it checked in. Like that's the radio station that you're going to listen to over and over and over again on default. And it might be one that you're totally done with, that you don't enjoy, but you're in the habit of listening to it. So how do we decipher what our own energy feels like. So, you know, if we can use the same metaphor, we can understand that other energies are like other radio waves, but how do we start to know what it feels like to tap into our own energy? It is actually extremely simple. Um, It is so simple that most people are probably like, nah, that can't be it. It has to be harder because life is supposed to be hard. It is very simple. When you feel joyous, when you feel excitement, when you feel love, that's when you are tuned into your own source energy. And it is you. It's um, many cultures teach us that we are separate from God, but we are actually of God, of, of the source. So when you feel that excitement and that, that um, happiness in your life, even if you feel happy just because you know, you woke up. That's a good way to know that, oh, you know what? Now I know this energy is coming from my source, from me Mm. rather than something else. Because Mm. most people, even though you have big families and lots of friends and lots of coworkers and acquaintances, most people don't see you in that energy. They don't hold you in that energy of love and excitement because they have not tuned themselves into that energy. So they can't hold you as the object of love or excitement because they're not already there. Oh, I love that, honey. And that that helps make sense why 
you might have those people around you whose radio waves are so strongly, you know, connected to your antenna and you keep defaulting there, even though you're exhausted afterwards, you don't like it, you don't enjoy it, that you feel bad doing anything different to change the channel, right? Um, that doesn't mean, and I think this is so critical because a lot of times we interpret that if the the energy connection with somebody else's energy if it isn't bringing us more joy, more excitement, more love, more ease, more peace, then we think we're doing something wrong, mm-hmm. right? And because we don't feel good. And then we're like, well, why don't we feel good? Well, it must be something within me. Or we do 100% the opposite, which is fully project on the other person. That person sucks. I don't want to be around them anymore without looking at our own contributions. So there's a really beautiful opportunity to untangle ourselves from, from this energetic, like just enmeshment of, of all these noises and voices and inputs. And the first thing to do this is to start your mornings with a clear mind. Mm-hmm. Now, usually Ula is the one that is saying this. So I feel like I've graduated to the next level where I am now saying that starting your morning and doing a mindfulness practice, meditation, something that allows you to not turn your energy on to the radio wave that's listening for any other energies around you that you can zoom in on that are problematic. I did this for for most of my life, actually. I would wake up in the morning, and the first thing that went through my brain was, where's the problem? What needs to get resolved? Who's pissed off? Who am I pissed off at? It was negative. And so by the time I even opened my eyes and got out of bed, my mind was racing with anxiety. And I would feel it in the pit of my stomach, and I, was at, I wasn't at ease. So my, my energy attunement was 100% attuned to everybody else. Now in the morning, and it's still a practice. So by the way, you guys, this doesn't happen overnight. I, and honey, you'll be super proud of me because um, Ula shared with me as soon as she, as you wake up, right? The first thing you do is go pee and then you get, and then you do your meditation, right? Yes. Okay. So I got on the meditation train and uh, I- Wait, wait. <laughs> a couple of years to get Gladys to meditate. Yay! <laughs> uh, so I agreed, right? Okay, I'm going to do this every morning. And I did for several months, but I got a little lazy, as you said, Ula. And my morning routine was I'd wake up, I'd go pee, I'd crawl back in bed, and I'd let my mind ruminate, 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 ruminate. And then my energy would sink. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me do my meditation. And that's like, why, why the fuck would you do that? Like you're just making shit hard for yourself. So now I wake up, I go pee, and I am talking myself through this. So don't think one day you're just going to magically wake up and all the angels are like singing their harmony and the harps are playing and you're like, this is so easy. It will get there. But now when I get back in bed, I tell myself, we're going to meditate first before you go listen to anybody mm-hmm. else's crap, right? I also, these are some tangible things that you guys can do because it's is very noisy. Um, I don't I don't set any appointments until noon. 
And also for the past like couple months, I have not been receiving phone calls from people before noon. There are very few people that I will speak to in the morning. Okay. Uh, Very few, like on one hand, because I know their energy. And if the energy is so strong that I'm not quite in a place where I'm fully grounded within me, then I'm not going to open myself up to that other person because I'm still practicing. Now, I mean, you don't need to do this forever, right? But when I'm fully grounded and my radio wave is fully tapped into myself, I won't need to put a time frame on it at all because I'll always be grounded. But for now, this has been really helpful so that I have all morning to really tune in to what does my frequency have to say? Where am I at? And really cultivating that that beautiful connection to my own energy source, my own life source, which is the joy, the ease, the love. And I think it's good to add, um, since yay, again, I got, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited that you got on this um meditation train because it's so <laughs> so 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 important that we tune into our own radio station our own um channel the the energy channel and if you've never done this don't think that you can meditate 15 minutes mm-hmm. on your phone. you absolutely cannot do that i promise you if you can then you're lying that you haven't you have never meditated <laughs> so <laughs> Let's be real because you're only lying to yourself. So you can start with something super, super simple. Like when you first, when you um, are waking up, even before you go pee, you can feel the bed underneath you. You can feel the softness of the sheets and the comfort of your bed and how wonderful the pillow feels under your head. Mm. That is a good start. Like you can start with as simple as that and don't pick up your phone. That's oh, yeah. No, don't even leave your phone in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't, no. <laughs> Just like, no. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that crap is just toxic. And how many of us are doing that? And then we take our phones to the bathroom and we poop while we're looking through our feeds. And then we go back to bed and we keep looking at our feeds. I mean, seriously, you guys don't lie to yourselves, Kate. That's one of the first steps of self-awareness. So be honest about your patterns. Yes, because you're doing this for yourself. You're not doing this to anybody else. This is all for you. So Mm -hmm. it's it's very important to be honest. And you don't... because. Even if you tell somebody else that, oh, no, I don't take my phone to the bathroom or read my through my feed first thing in the morning, that's okay. Just keep lying to them, but don't lie to yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have permission to lie as long as you don't lie to you. Exactly. Because, yeah, we don't, that's fine. Just keep lying to other people, but don't lie to yourself. (laughs) But if we're lying to other people, honey, it's because we're still tuning our energy channel to them, right? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh, somehow that, you know, you saying that you're not picking up your phone, it somehow makes you look better in their eyes. Right. And kind of like approval. So, 
No, but you know what? If they say they're not picking up their phone, they're lying too. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's a, it's, it's just a really screwed up energy all around. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I love that this, this whole conversation really is about um, becoming more aware of how you tune into your own energy, right? And as a recap, your own energy, how do you know what it feels like? It feels like how you feel when you are joyful, when you are at peace, when you're at ease, when you're creative. I love that one because it's popping up more and more. When you are in a state of love. And by love, we don't mean only romantic love. We feel that state of love anytime we are just, you know, who comes to mind is um, our friend Clarissa, right? Like her focus on beauty, right? My friend Charlie, her focus on beauty. Beauty is an energy source of pure love. That is where you know you're connected to yourself. And if you are making decisions from this place, you can fully trust that you are making decisions based on your inner wisdom, your intuitive guidance. Now, because we're exposed to all these other energies, I think it's um, a takeaway from today that I love that's coming up, honey, is how we really have the power and the, f- the freedom and control to uh, prune the energies around us. And I'm, I'm saying prune because I've been spending a lot of time recently pruning the 30 plus plants that I now have welcomed into my home. And uh, a couple years ago, if I kept one plant alive, it was a miracle these plants need tending to. Um, we can't just throw them some water once a week and forget about them. They are, they are living beings. They are energy sources. And when you start to prune a plant, you're noticing what parts of it are dying off. You notice what parts are new growth. You are fully present. And this presence is what allows you to notice what needs a little trimming and where it needs a little bit more nurturing. And this is the same exact approach that we can take with all people in our lives. What relationships need a little trimming off, throwing away? What relationships need a little bit more nurturance? And how do we give our full presence to that other energy source through that space of love? And this is going to be an interesting thing that happens is you notice that that other person or the plant or your pet or whatever that energy source is that you are um, directing your energy towards through the lens of love becomes more loving, more fruitful, more abundant, more beautiful. And this is a a bit of a more advanced practice that we can get into later. You know, Ula and I have been working on some beautiful complimentary resources for all of you that we will announce um, at some point later on, but practice it, right? There's, um, there's beauty all around you and being able to just be present is one of the most impactful ways to start to tune into your own energy source and then be able to share that energy that is so big and abundant from you to others to spread it around. Mm -hmm. And the pruning really starts with yourself. Before you prune anybody out of your life, prune those negative thoughts out of your mind first. Put that phone away, start your meditation process, um, and you can start it with um, Gladys's meditation that she didn't call for as a meditation for the longest time, her reset remedy, the note, um, there'll be a link on the show notes. That's a very, very good, good start. But 
it's so important to realize that what other people think of us is none of your business. We very, very often think that, oh, it's just, it, it matters like what my mother thinks of me or what my spouse thinks of me, what my friends thinks of, think of me, and I need to tune into that energy so that I'm more pleasing. And it doesn't matter. It is none of your business what they think of you. And just like Gladys said, I promise you, once you start tuning into more of that love inside yourself first, and then you start the process of pruning and tending to these relationships around you, the people that we're not necessarily so loving, all of a sudden you find things to appreciate about them. Mm -hmm. And you find that they, they are giving you compliments and they start seeing you in that light of love and happiness because you chose to go there first. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And in taking that higher road isn't always easy because a lot of times we're so mired into these old narratives that we're just playing out over and over and over and over again. And this reminds me that when we have a hard time shifting into more ease in our lives. Cause that's all we're talking about is how do we actually create more ease right in our day to days. And that's by really being intentional about the energies that you tune into and prioritizing your own first. When we have difficulty doing that, usually we are hanging on to something from the past that felt incomplete, unresolved, unjust, unfair, hurtful, brings up grief, right? There's usually a loss that's involved. And this is why it's so important to practice what we're telling you now so that you can build that emotional curiosity to the other parts of your life that maybe need a little bit of tending to, right? And the the emotional narratives that we are playing out right now, like if you ever ca- catch yourself thinking about something over and over and over, and he said, she said, and then they did that, and then you, or you're having pretend conversations with somebody. Maybe there's somebody that you wanted to say something to, but you didn't. And so the next day you're still thinking about it and you're saying in your mind what you wish you had said to them. And then you're hearing them say something back and you're having this whole dialogue in your brain. That's a sign that there's an underlying uh, wound that needs some tending to. And it's funny, I was telling my friend this, tending to doesn't mean you have to spend years in therapy or you have to like hash everything out again and you have to dig up all this painful stuff. I mean, a lot of us need to do that um, or we choose to do that. Actually, I'm remembering our previous episode. We don't need anything. Um, But we can also simplify things by just making note of it. And this is self-awareness. The more you're aware of where you are easily caught into these internal dialogues, where you are easily swept into replaying old patterns and old scripts, that's where you can trace where did that come from? Where did I first start doing that? Where did it originate? And what have been the contributors of that? And then just be aware and then move on with your day, right? That awareness alone will start to clear out any energetic gunk. And for those of you that want to do an even deeper dive to really remove any gunk that's in your energetic pipe so that that 
antenna can be as crystal clear as possible, this is where I recommend the good goodbye ritual because this takes you through a longer process that I think each recording is about five minutes long and there's six recordings. So like give yourself a half an hour up to three hours, but you get more intentional about really clearing out anything so that you can feel that release. And then from there, have the clarity to be able to generate that energy that you really are going to feel most inspired to stay in. And I love what you've been doing um, with your gold stars. Like every Aww. time you catch yourself with anything negative or um, what would be a better word for it? It's not necessarily negative, but something that where you catch yourself thinking the old way, you give yourself an imaginary big gold star. I think it's, it's really important to reward ourselves that, hey, I caught myself. Yeah. Mm, so important. It's that little girl and little boy in us that needs that valid, validation. And you get to pe be your own parent and reward yourself with gold mm -hmm. stars. I remember a, a healer of mine. I worked for her for eight years, Amit West. She called them coconuts which was so cute is like, you just earned a coconut. And it would make me so excited <laughs> you know, because a lot of times when we are, when we are looking at ourselves, when we're listening to uh, resources like, like this podcast, it's easy to get caught up in believing that you're still doing something wrong. And mm -hmm. we're going to dive into this topic a lot more um, in the future But it's a good reminder that nothing is broken, as Ula loves to say, you can't fuck this up. And this is all a reminder to be, be kind to yourself and know that you're exactly where you need to be. Nothing is wrong with you. Nothing needs to be changed. These are all ways to just bring in more ease and flow so that you can really tap back into that abundant source of energy within you. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, we basically everything we do in life is because we think that we're going to feel better by having it or by feeling it. And we really want all of you to have this atmosphere of relaxation where you can relax and feel like, okay, I am enough and I'm okay just being me. And you never ever have to be anything besides who and what you are. Mm -hmm. And when you tap into that and you actually get excited by it, I, I was sharing with my friend Kirk, I, I, something about how somebody, my feel, I was playing out an old narrative and I'm like, oh yeah, this person I'm sure is talking about me about that. Da, 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 da. He goes, of course they're talking about you, Gladys. You're fabulous. Who wouldn't talk about you? And I thought, wow, what a different perspective. If we really owned our fabulousness, if we really loved tuning into our own energy source and magnifying our energy to the maximum capacity possible, then people talking about you, people looking down on you, people thinking you don't fit in, it doesn't matter. And wow, how different my life would have been if I had learned that when I was a little girl, you know, because um, growing up and being bullied by my peers, I was constantly trying to seek their approval and, and it never, it never happened. But today being able to look back and be like, wow, if only I knew how fabulous I was back then, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. And it's, it's a good day to start that process now. 
and a good day to start that journey too. Also, um, you are already advanced, honey, in this, even though you think you're not advanced, <laughs> but you are in the advanced, <laughs> advanced part of this journey. And when you think back and say, I wish I had known how fabulous I was then. Also, don't blame yourself that you didn't find your self thinking that, oh, I was so fabulous back then. Oh, right. thank you, honey. Yep. Yeah. That's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, See? yeah. Don't look back and be like, oh, I wish I had known this 20 years ago. Oh, I wish I had known this five years ago. It's okay. Right now is a perfect time. You can't go back and you can't go for, you know, forward. You only have now and how you feel now. That's the key. Oh, I love that, sweetie. Such a beautiful reminder of how, um, how quickly we can get back on that slippery slope mm -hmm. down to self-blame, feeling like we're not where we should be. And I love that you, you really paused to, to course correct on that one. That's awesome. Ah, yay. Well, for everybody here today, take that next step to incorporate some of the tools that we've been sharing with you today, whether it's a reset remedy, whether it's waking up and just being mindful of your surroundings, but quieting the chatter in your brain, whether it's addressing a relationship that maybe has been playing on repeat on your radio station of energy and you want to change a channel. But remember that every time that you are giving away your energy to take on somebody else's, that's a, a little death that's happening for that day. And you don't want to be one of the walking dead in this lifetime. Death is amazing, as you know. We have talked so much about how death really is one of the most expansive, loving, joyous states that we can be in. And we don't have to die to get there. We actually get to experience it all right now. But it does require being super clear on how that state of love and joy and celebration and expansion is not the same as taking on somebody else's energy and then feeling like you're losing yourself one day after the other. Go do you, boo, because dying can be deadly. Mm -hmm.